Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Football Friday edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home. That has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuynik, Ferzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here. Football Friday, so we'll start the show a little differently today at 1230. We'll be joined on the show by voice of the Morgantown Mohegans, Dave Wilson. They're coming to the town for this Friday and next Friday. They're at Hedgesville tonight and at Musselman next Friday night, but a big matchup uh, in Hedgesville tonight as Hedgesville's 3-0 undefeated. And they're looking to go four and zero against a two and zero Morgantown team that had a bye last week. Um, it's going to be a big one. We'll talk to Dave Wilson about that and uh, maybe a little Marshall stuff because he's a Marshall School of Journalism alumni and uh, is on the Learfield broadcast. He does the pregame and uh, helps with postgame stuff. Well, maybe we'll talk about him about his experience in South Bend. Uh, but he's on at twelve thirty. So right now we'll start the show with. Shepard and college, and then at twelve fifteen we'll talk high school. So uh, Nick Shepard playing host tomorrow to California, Pennsylvania, the Vulcans. It's a noon game, eleven thirty pregame on TV ten WRNR TV on YouTube. Uh, what are some things you're looking for in this matchup? Well, I think it's an interesting matchup. Uh, first of all, um, Cal PA provides, I think, the biggest challenge as I mentioned earlier in the week for Shepard so far this season. Um, you know, their quarterback and, and Noah Mitchell's a veteran quarterback with experience. They have pretty good receivers. Jaquay Jackson leads that group. Um, you know, good rushing attack as well. So maybe not as high powered as, as an offense as Shepard provides, but it is an experienced offense with some talented players. And on the defensive side, uh, their defense has been pretty strong to start this season. So we'll see if they're able to do anything that throws Shepard off a little bit off offensively. Um, But I would still say the Rams are the favorites heading into this game, obviously with them being a ranked team and and Cal not being ranked at this point. But it should be a challenge. It should be a much closer football game. And really when we saw this kind of opponent come into Shepardstown last year really just be on the Rams' schedule, that's when we got these shootout-type games that were very back and forth. Even a team like Westchester, who wasn't necessarily the best team, I think they finished like six and five last year. Uh, they still got into a shootout with the Rams last year, um, so it could be that kind of game. I think Cal though is a better program than Westchester. I think they will uh, finish, you know, seven, eight, w- nine wins potentially this year for this year's uh, Cal team. So it should be similar to a Kutztown type opponent, and this is going to be a really good game, I think, on Saturday. Yeah, tomorrow's game against Cal U, and then next week against Kutztown are arguably the two biggest games of the season for Shepard, unless they make it to the PSAC championship at the end of the year, and then that one probably takes out uh, the one against Cal U. But you want to be able to win those to put yourselves in that position to get to the PSAC championship game. This one at home, you should be able to get the win as Nick said, you're the ranked team. 
They're not. But they still have the capability to win in Cal U. So you can't take them lightly. Make sure that you're playing a solid game. Uh, Tyson has been able to limit the turnovers if the defense can keep doing what it's been doing and forcing turnovers. I think Shepard wins, and I think they win easily again, possibly, if they can do those two things. It'll be interesting to see how the defense performs because is it going to be like last year when Shepard plays a weaker opponent, the defense looks great, but against you know top-tier or solid opponents, the defense kind of struggles? Or will it be that this defense is going to be pretty dominant for them each and every week? And I think this is the first time when we will have a really good idea of that. Um, last week in the red zone, they did great. But in terms of total yardage, they definitely gave up some big plays against uh, Edinburgh. So you'd think Cal PA will be able to execute in the red zone, but maybe not. I mean, maybe Shepard's really got it figured out this year defensively with their new defensive coordinator. So we'll see how things look, and uh, definitely it should be a you know exciting game I think between these two teams. Yeah, when you look at Shepard, obviously defensively, you know they had a very good defensive game last week, but they did give up 338 yards through the air. Uh, but the crazy thing is, they only give up one touchdown. Usually, when you see 338 yards, the other, the other team's going to have scored a few touchdowns, but they were very good in the in in the in goal line and red zone situations. Yeah, I want to say that they were over six in the red zone was uh, Edinburgh last week, so they you know they contained them for the most part, and a yeah, lot they of were that over was due six. to Malik Holloway making some big plays, you know, forcing fumbles. Uh, forcing turnovers, but also some missed field goals as well. So it could have potentially been a much closer game if Edinburgh was able to execute. But there they were just five won. of fourteen on third down and one for three on fourth down. So that doesn't help you, it being Edinburgh. Yeah, and Edinburgh's a young team. This is a much more experienced Cal U uh, squad. So I, I I think this is without a doubt the biggest challenge Shepard has faced to this point in the season. So. It's a great opportunity for the Rams to get a signature win and also for us to learn more about this Shepard football team in terms of where they stack up in the conference and across the country. Definitely. And uh, you caught up with a couple players and Coach McCook. Where do you want to where do you want to go with that, Nick? Well, since we were talking about defense and stops in the red zone, how about Malik Holloway, the PSAC defensive player of the week? Let's All hear right. from him. Let's hear from him in three, two, one. Oh, it, it definitely a confidence boost being that we have a lot of young guys that haven't played at the college level. When they, when they start to see those type of games being played, it's definitely a boost. It brings it to practice, and then throughout the week, you see them even on campus fired up after that win. And that was Malik Holloway, the PSAC East Defensive Player of the Week. Do you want to go to Joey Fisher or Coach McCook next? Um, I mean, they both talk about this week, so let's start with Joey. Uh, you know, he talked about what the offense needed to do. Malik was kind of hitting on the, the confidence of the defense through these first two weeks. So let's uh, hear from Joey Fisher. All right, three, two, one. Um, of course, you know, we want to come out and have another great, you know, great run game like we did last week. Um, you know, we're playing at home, so it's always going to be a trip on our shoulder. Um, you know, and also just, you know, better ourselves all around. You know, we could definitely have a little bit more better pass game, um, you know, last week. You know, have, have, a, have a better pass protection this week. And then, um, like I said, just continue to have that good run game and establish that from the beginning. Now go in the huddle. Well, Cal's a really good football team. They're good in all three phases. Uh, it's one of the better football teams we've played in the last couple of years. 
uh, we, we need to eliminate mistakes. We've got to play with great focus. Uh, we have to be able to make plays. And we have to be able, our defense has got to be able to get off the field, eliminate the big play. Offensively, we have to be able to put the ball in the end zone and don't kick field goals. That was Joey Fisher, offensive lineman, and Coach McCook on kind of what they need to do this week to get a big win over Cal U, Pennsylvania. The Vulcans in town tomorrow, 12 p.m. kickoff, 11.30 pregame show, talk or TV 10 WRNR TV on YouTube. Uh, Nick, final impressions about this game? Final predict, not prediction, but final thoughts about going into this game? Well, it'll be important, I think, for Shepard to continue to have success running the football, uh, like Joey Fisher mentioned. If they get over 150 yards on the ground, Shepard uh, you know, tends to win those games. If they score 24 points or more, the Rams tend to win those football games. So those are some things to kind of keep in the back of your mind while you're tuned in and while Shepard uh, is playing against Cal. You know, when we saw them struggle last year, they didn't score 24 points or more in that uh, loss to Kutztown and in that game, obviously, against Fair State. So those are kind of some things that if Shepard hits those milestones uh, offensively, it probably means it's a good day for the Rams. Um, but Cal's a very tough team, so it will probably not be easy for Shepard. And I'm interested to see if their run defense continues to be as dominant because if they allow less than 150 rushing yards they also have a really good winning percentage in those games uh, over the years and through the first two games they've only averaged 25 yards per game given up uh, on the ground so that's gonna be tough to continue and I wouldn't expect that to continue throughout the season but you never know I mean but especially against Cal PA, who I think has a much better football team than what we've seen in the first two weeks. Yeah, definitely. And again, 11.30 pregame, 12 p.m. kickoff, TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. Now we'll move over to the Mountaineers. Must-win game tomorrow against Towson. Uh, 1 p.m. kickoff. You can hear a 10 a.m. pregame show, pregame coverage from the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield right here on Talk Radio WRNR. But uh, there is no line for this game. Is it because they're playing FCS? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's a must-win game, though, for the Mountaineers there. According to ESPN's GameCast, they're given a matchup prediction, uh, the football power index, of a 95.7% chance of winning, but there's still that 4.3% chance, Colin. Yeah, I mean, so you're saying there's a probably going to win still. Who knows? You never know. It's college football. That's all I'm going to say. What's your thoughts about the game? I mean, if they lose, Neil Brown's definitely – getting the boot but i don't think they're gonna lose it's an fcs team as you said uh just want to see progress from the defense that's definitely the defense was the problem against kansas not the offense marshall uh playing at bowling green doit perry stadium bowling green ohio Uh, marshall 2-0 bowling green 0-2 marshall favored in this one by 16 and a half give me the upset (laughs) nah Marshall's going to win. All right. Well, they have had problems at Doy Perry Stadium. Then give me the upset again. Um, but Bowling Green has been pretty bad. I played the other day. They said it's like they're playing the Big 12 or something. I mean, it was an overtime game that they lost in last week. I think it was the seven overtime game, if I'm Yes, but not it was mistaken. the EKU. Yeah, it was the EKU. It was who... an FCS team, and they're not good. Marshall always yeah. blows them out. Yeah. I know. Marshall's going to win. 
Yeah. Uh, let's look at some top twenty-five so. games. But you never know; it's college football, Spencer. Exactly. Uh, you gotta if if the game was guaranteed, then why play the game? Exactly. Play the games for a reason. All right. Uh, top twenty-five. Just a couple teams playing each other within the top twenty-five. Uh, number twelve BYU and number twenty-five Oregon. Oregon favored for an, I guess an upset in this game by three and a half. What do we think about this game? Think BYU wins. I don't have much thoughts, honestly, but I guess give me the Cougars. All right. Uh, number 13, Miami at number 24, Texas A&M. Texas A&M favored by six and a half. And according to Jimbo Fisher, this is a must-win game for Texas A&M. It is if you still want a chance at getting the playoffs, but I think they lose. After all that money that they did spend in, in terms of NIL and stuff like that uh, in the recruiting class, Maybe a little bit early for that recruiting class to have success, but I'm going to go with Texas A&M. I, I think they bounce back. Yeah, I think win. so as well. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you uh, in part by – hold on. Give me one second Parsons. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk uh, Martinsburg, Highland Springs, and the rest of the EPAC. That's coming up next on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Back in two minutes. Days of dogs. Wish we'd known. Martinsburg's quest for its 10th state title continues this week as another challenger steps forward to try and stop the Bulldogs' perfect season. Agent Pump fakes the Grantham, looks in the middle of the field. It's caught by Surratt Musgrove. Musgrove goes to the far side, across the goal line and in. Touchdown, Martinsburg. 8-10 to go. It's now 14-7 Bulldogs. Tune in to Highland Springs and Martinsburg this Friday night at 6 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. A big game on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube as Highland Springs invades Coburn Field. Martinsburg looking for home field advantage tonight. They got the 26-25 win last year at Highland Springs. Highly anticipated matchup in the state, Colin. Not even in the state, in the region. That's true. Because it's the number one team coming out of Virginia and Highland Springs taking on the number one team in the state in Martinsburg. This is the game that everybody's been waiting for on Martinsburg's schedule this year, and I hope that it's as entertaining as everybody's expecting it to be. Martinsburg, 3-0, and Highland Springs, 3-0, and and we heard from a Coach Sherman yesterday saying as soon as Highland Springs gets well, off the do you want, well, bus. Do you want to play this clip? Is that the one that That's we the had? one you sent okay, me. I will it then. You want to hear it? We want to go sure. right now? Here's Coach Sherman talking about the opponent in the Highland Springs Springers. Well, I mean, they're excellent all the way around. I mean, you guys are going to see a, a team that's got speed. They're probably going to roll off the bus and have the fastest kids in West Virginia as soon as they step on, on the ground down here. And uh, so, you know, with that speed, you really got to – got to plan for it and, and try to you know eliminate lim- eliminate it as much as possible but uh, 
you know, they also have great size and uh, they do things that, uh, you know, teams that we've played here in the last three weeks haven't done. So we've got to be super prepared and, uh, you know, mentally ready to, to go and, and physically ready and just we have to play pretty much a perfect game. That was head coach Britt Sherman talking about the opponent tonight in the Highland Springs Springers. Colin, more analysis on this. You've talked to both coaches. Well, got to watch out for uh, the leader of the offense for Highland Springs being uh, Chris Martin. He's now a junior. He was a sophomore and started in the game uh, last year. Pretty good quarterback, six foot four, hundred ninety pounds, leading the uh, team. And then running back wise, you got Foster Powell that you're going to have to stop if you want to try to make uh, Martin rely on his arm. And we know the secondary that uh, Martinsburg has is pretty good, but also the pass rushers as well to try and contain him. And on the other side, Highland Springs saying, you got to stop the run of Martinsburg. So they're really trying to take uh, Murphy Clement out of the game, and we'll have to see how Ezra does. In the past two weeks, Ezra has been terrific with five touchdown passes in each game. So I know... Coach Johnson said that he wants to focus on the run, but you can't forget the passing game. Yeah, and if and they do, I think Martinsburg has another field day. There's a big rivalry brewing here between these two teams. There is. I like it. I like it, too. I think it's, you know, I thought it was just, you know, the week of thing, but it may just not be the week of thing. It may be a whole thing because Martinsburg went down there and beat him by one last year, 26-25. Oh, you definitely know they're searching for revenge, especially oh, yeah. in Martinsburg. The House of Pain, as some people like to call it. Shout some out, people AR. Are you going to give him a shout out? Before I, you I'll say give him a shout out. I'll see him at the game too. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think you said it's a blackout, correct? I do believe so. I saw that and on they the said social media. Blackout, bring an orange towel, and I think Coburn Field's going to be rocking, rocking. tonight. It's going to be loud. Somebody I needs to get wait. out the decibel decibel reader. <laughs> Where can you find one of those? I, don't I, I honestly don't know. I saw it on Let's a broadcast. Let's not go down this road. But. Hey, I saw it on the Monday night broadcast. They actually had a video that came back from break or going to break. It's probably on Amazon they put a decibel reader out there, which was pretty cool. Uh, let's kind of start flipping around the rest of the area. Or unless Nick, you have any impressions about this game? I was going to say <clears> that um, I think it's important me. for Martinsburg to get out to a quick start on both sides of the ball. The offense has been... Uh, doing good things early in the ball games the past couple of weeks, but I think it's important for their defense to not make those little mistakes because uh, while they didn't really cost them too much last week, those penalties, uh, I think if you get so many penalties like that again this week against a good football team in Highland Springs, uh, they're going to take advantage of it and they're going to make you pay. So that's going to be really important for them to be sound defensively, you know, not have those penalties um overall i think the bulldogs win tonight but i I would expect it to be close again um yeah i can't really see this team in highland springs coming in here and just getting absolutely demolished i don't think that's going to happen even though i know that's what martinsburg wants to do to prove that they've gotten a lot better from last year but i just i think they're too quality of a football team so i think it's gonna be a good game uh and be pretty close tonight yeah, I definitely agree with that as well. I'll have a bunch of sideline reports during the game tonight. Hopefully we'll have Coach Sherman at the end of the first half. Uh, not wait till going into the second half like we have the last couple weeks. Throw me under the bus. I, I, did, hey, no, we I, I deserve it. it. You, you you said that you'd get hey, it back this week. You did say it, so I'm going to let it slide. I was kind of joking. You didn't have to say that. I was just kind of saying 
trying to let people know when we'll hear from him. Try to remind you too without I wasn't uh, trying to throw you on the bus. I was debating on writing it right here on my forehead. <laughs> then you wouldn't be able to see it, Cal. No, it's there's a window in front of me. All right. Flex, yeah. Let's yeah. talk some other games it in the EPAC. I might look dumb, but I'm smart sometimes. Other the only EPAC on EPAC matchup tonight has uh WVSSAC's fourteenth ranked team Spring Mills against a team not in the playoffs if they were to start today. Uh, at Jefferson or against Jefferson as Jefferson visits the Cardinal Stadium, uh, two and one versus one and two. Uh, this really is kind of for that kind of third, fourth spot in the EPAC. It feels it yeah. does feel that way, and I've been saying it all week. I like the level of football that Spring Mills has been playing lately compared to the level of football that Jefferson's been playing. And each time we've heard from Coach Hunter the past two weeks, it's been turnovers and too many turnovers that have been the difference so unless jefferson can play clean football i think spring mills gets the win tonight yeah i think i would tend to agree with you on that it's just kind of you know you have a new quarterback it's it's all about feeling out how you want to go goins has an arm he does we've seen that on you know things that we've seen over the first few weeks but it just seems like four so i mean he has the experience now i don't want to be called i know you just did but he's not new anymore yeah that is true uh Musselman, the ninth ranked team in the state according to the SSAC playoff rankings at Sharando in Virginia. We just saw Martinsburg beat Sharando for their first loss of the season. Uh interesting matchup there. We'll have to see how Musselman shapes up against a good out of state opponent. Yeah, it's a tough one to read. Um precursor to next week because they'll have another tough game. Yeah, I think you kind of give the edge to Sharando. Uh, but I would like to obviously see Musselman get that win, but Sharando beat up on Jefferson pretty good. Uh, they looked all right against Martinsburg at times, but Musselman looked good against Martinsburg for a half. So it's a tough, it's a tough game to have a, uh, I guess, a consensus on in, in terms of who you think is going to win. Back to Jefferson Spring Wheels real quick. I think Jefferson bounces back and gets a win tonight. Just want to put that out there. But uh, I would go with Sharando with the slight edge tonight over Musselman. Just because I, I think it's tough to read this matchup, I, I was a little bit more impressed with Shrando based on what we saw. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Washington at Independence in Ashburn, Virginia. That team 3-0. and Washington searching for its first win in, at 0-3. Uh, Washington needs kind of to turn things around, and I think this is going to be a hard team for them to do that against. Yeah, it's going to be a really hard team to do it against another team that has a really solid program and is currently undefeated like what they had to face last week in uh, Frankfurt. And I think Independence is a better program than Frankfurt coming out of uh, Virginia. So it's another tough uphill battle for Washington. Hopefully they're ready for it. But the way things have gone, I don't know if they are. And we'll preview this one much more in depth. Number three team, according to the SSAC playoff rankings, versus the number six team, six, six team, excuse me, Hedgesville, 2-0 versus 3-0, Hedgesville 3-0, hosting Morgantown tonight. This is going to be a big matchup. We'll have Dave Wilson, voice of the Mohegans, on momentarily, but uh, get our predictions for the game, our thoughts on the game, before we talk to him about more about the Mohegans. Well, I said in week one after the win for Hedgesville in comeback fashion against Washington that they got the EPAC on notice now. They get a win tonight against Morgantown. The entire state's on notice for this Hedgesville team. Yeah, I would definitely tend to agree with that, Nick. I think it's a great opportunity for Hedgesville to prove themselves against a quality football program in Morgantown. 
they've obviously been a little bit disrespected with that that line we saw the, the 34 points um, I think it's going to be a closer game than that but it is a tough matchup for Hedgesville and I think it's a good chance for both teams uh, to prove something here early in the year because both off teams at this point and they're both uh, quality football teams so looking forward to the game yeah definitely will be a big game we'll have uh, Dave Wilson on momentarily in the next segment but I want to kind of look around the state some other big games here last night triple a number 11 Bridgeport got back in the win column as they fell two weeks ago 10 to 6 to Morgantown they beat double a number one uh fairmont senior 24 to 21 a rare thursday night game uh then we look over to the games that are on tap tonight number four parkersburg at number two parkersburg south that's a big game yes it is nick yeah i mean it's a rivalry parkersburg and parkersburg south so and according to metro news the game of the week the triple a game of the week is number five hurricane at number eight spring valley yeah i understand that being an in-state game makes sense that that would be game of the week but also i think the martinsburg highland spring game is probably the better overall game yeah but that doesn't really matter uh in terms of game of the week but uh i'd give spring valley the edge there i think hurricane might be a tad bit overrated to start the season but hey prove me wrong number 15 wheeling park at number C. that'll be good on both teams two and one will be i don't know i don't know enough about the two teams to really give input other than yeah i think it'll be a good game all right that'll do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by the orsini's home store orsini's home store uh at 360 hack wilson way in martinsburg go to orsini's.com for more on the other side of this break we'll talk with dave wilson voice of the morgantown mohegan's big matchup tonight in hedgesville against the eagles that's next after this two minute break you're tuned in the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 for your Friday, September 16th. We'll continue this Football Friday edition of the Sports Mix by welcoming in the voice of the Morgantown Mohegans. They're going to be in the panhandle the next two weeks here, facing two EPAC teams. And Dave Wilson, how's it going, Dave? Going pretty well, guys. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. I uh, see you got the opportunity to go to South Bend with the uh, Marshall broadcast last week. What was that experience like? Uh, it was a it was a cool experience uh, because college football South Bend one uh, is is something that should be on everybody's bucket list to to go see a college football game there the the tradition the pageantry all those things that you romanticize about college football uh, happens there and then you get to beat Notre Dame in Notre Dame Stadium and watch seventy five thousand silent Notre Dame fans just kind of. Walk stunned out of the stadium while uh, while the herd fans are going crazy. It was uh, it was cool to be there. It was uh, cool to be part of it, and uh, certainly, day I'm not going to forget anytime soon. I definitely bet. I remember when that game was announced. I had that circled, but unfortunately, you know, sometimes your career comes first, so you can't make those games. You had the opportunity to go. Morgantown was off last week. Uh, they got a win two weeks ago against Bridgeport, a ten to six victory. That was a, a really close game. 
Yeah, and it was a big game for several different reasons. Uh, one being, you know, Morgantown has a checklist of uh, of questions they're trying to answer here in Sean Beiser's third season. And one of those is, are we physical enough? Are we tough enough, strong enough, physical enough to compete, uh, you know, with legit playoff contenders in Class AAA? And you're going to be hard-pressed to find a team that's tougher, more physical than Bridgeport up front. You might find some teams that are bigger, but I would put Bridgeport up against anybody. I would say Morgantown answered that question two weeks ago. Yes, they have the ability to be tough enough and physical enough up front because Morgantown won that game uh, with the way that its defensive line especially played, slowing uh, Bridgeport down running-wise offensively. Uh, they kind of stalemated at the line of scrimmage, but they were able to do enough uh, in the passing game, hitting the Jacob Keir for the touchdown to you know out, get the 10 points they needed there. So uh, that was a big question mark uh, coming into the year. I think they checked the box there. Uh, also, it's, it, last year, year before, it, to be honest, Morgantown probably does not win that game. And I think that is a sign that Sean Beiser's uh, attitude and his culture – and his mentality is finally taking hold in this program. Now, that's only one win in week two, but uh, I think it's a big step forward for this team. Completely different type of team they're going to face this week and certainly uh, in the next several weeks coming up, but a big step forward for Morgantown. And Dave, you mentioned it's a, a different type of Hedgesville team and uh, 3-0 and to start this year for the Eagles. Last year's game between Morgantown and Hedgesville was 63-19 uh, Morgantown. So are you expecting a closer game tonight with Hedgesville coming into town? And what are some things that Morgantown will have to do uh, to slow down the Eagles? Well, yeah, I am expecting a much closer game tonight because I think this is probably the best Eagles team since – uh, you got to go back to the mid '90s when Hedgesville made uh, you know playoff runs from '91 to '95, uh, got to the state championship game and, and faced Capital there in the mid '90s. You know Matt Faircloth's been building uh, kind of like Sean, exactly like Sean Beiser. Actually, Faircloth takes over in 2020, middle of the pandemic year. Uh, probably had about a third as many players then as he does now, and they've been building uh, toward what I think is a very good, legitimate playoff team here. Uh, the key for Morgantown tonight, not to sound cliche, but uh, I think it's the same as it was a week ago, and that is win the line of scrimmage. Jackson Ruiz can throw the ball all over the field. He's hit a ton of different receivers this year. They're big and athletic and fast. If he has time in the pocket, it can be a very long day for the Mohegans. But if they can get pressure on him, get him uncomfortable, that'll help Morgantown out uh, on the back end of the defense. And on the other side of the ball, you know, dominate the line of scrimmage. You get Jacob um, Jacob Keir split out, but Caleb Nutter lathered up in the backfield. Broderick Washington uh, can do some things off the wing. Get that running game going. That'll loosen things up for Maddox Bowers in the passing game. So I know it sounds cliche, guys, but win the line of scrimmage, that is going to be key. I know it's key every week, but I think that's uh, true tonight as well. Dave Collin here, and my question to you is kind of similar to uh, the way you answered this last question is, Morgantown the best team this year than it – or I guess uh, is Morgantown at the standpoint it has been like in 2005, 2004? Uh, no, not even close. But they're getting there. Is <laughs> a is how I, those teams were special, and those teams were at the peak uh, of a program. 
you know, that was that was where Morgantown wants to get back to. Uh, they still need to get stronger. And Sean Beiser will tell you this if you ask him. They're getting there, and that's through the off-season workouts. That's through the weight room. He says they're a much stronger team this year. And when he says that, the the drop-off from the strongest player on the team to the weakest player on the team is a much, much narrower gap than it was last year. Last year you got a huge drop-off, and especially true up front on the line. The drop-off between number one and number eight, for instance, much, much smaller than a year ago when you had this huge gap. So overall, as a team, they're much stronger. Um, Beiser will tell you they still have uh, room to grow and get obviously bigger, stronger, faster. Um, but to answer your question, you know, the short answer is compared to those 0405 teams, no, they're, they're certainly not anywhere close to that. But I do believe they are on the right direction to get there if they continue down this trajectory. Hedgesville tonight, then they're coming back to the Panhandle next week to face a Musselman team, a team that Morgantown beat last year 34-14, to but Musselman now has their quarterback back, Baden Hartman, after he was injured last year. So it's going to be an interesting contest uh, against two Eastern Panhandle teams that seem to be on the upper side of the conference compared to where they were last year. Yeah, Musselman's uh, certainly improved from last year. Folks over here are wondering how many Hartmans are left. Uh, <laughs> every time you got to go over there, you got to face a Hartman, try to figure out how to slow him down. But, uh, yeah, and Musselman's going to present a different challenge than Hedgesville uh, this week. Hedgesville's going to be spread out wide, and Musselman's going to want to run the ball on you. So uh, you got to make that trip twice across the mountains. you got to play on <laughs> – it's funny to say this, but two weeks in a row you got to play on natural grass, which – doesn't happen all that often anymore uh and guys to kind of bring it full circle that's why last week's game was such a big win you get that win over bridgeport you're two and oh you've got morgantown's got three road games in a row wheeling parks waiting on after uh, the next two weeks so you've got a little bit of momentum there i don't want to say you've got wiggle room but you got a little wiggle room because these are three Difficult games, three difficult teams, three difficult trips Morgantown's got to make over the course of the rest of the month here. Dave, who have been some uh, standouts for Morgantown so far this year, and uh, what will Hedgesville have to do to get the win tonight? Well, over on the offensive side of the ball, Caleb Nutter is the guy who uh, is the key for the offense. He's just this hard-nosed, kind of blue-collar running back who's going to get you if you need a yard, and, and that's what Morgantown needed against Bridgeport to seal the game, one yard to finish it, he got him three. And, that, and that's the type of player he is. Uh, if he gets in the open field, he can run away from you. If he has to run over you, he can do that as well. Bobby Powell is probably, for my money, the most athletic guy on this Morgantown team. Uh, he'll go both ways. He'll get some carries. They like to get him into space out in the slot. Uh, but He's most effective at defensive back, uh, a corner that can cause headaches. Had three picks last year against Hedgesville, as a matter of fact. And he's a threat on special teams. Uh, Linebacker Hank Marlin is probably my favorite player because he's just all over the field. Uh, They can use him off the edge as a a blitzer in the – uh, you know, on passing downs, he's a run stopper. He moves side to side very well. So those are three guys you probably will hear their names called quite a bit tonight. Um, the guy that I like the most, maybe you don't hear his name, is Coma Neal, the tight end. 
Um, they'll throw to him every once in a while. He's used mainly as a blocker, but he's the he's the attitude guy that every team needs. That that kind of uh, I'm trying to think of a word that I can use on the air to describe him, but it, but in a good way. Um, he, yeah, he he's the attitude, the the mean guy, the you know the the one player that if you shove his quarterback, he's going to knock you on your hind end. He's that attitude guy at tight end, plays defensive line. Uh, again, one of my favorite players. May not hear his name as much, but he is a uh, difference maker in the locker room. Dave Wilson, our guest, voice of the Mohegans, the Morgantown Mohegans, are in town tonight to face Hedgesville. Final question for you, Dave. How do you think, uh, you know, we're almost halfway through the season. How do you think AAA football shapes out from based upon what you've seen? Uh, kind of like it has every other year <laughs> for the last, I don't know, what, 10? Uh, it, it's Martinsburg, and there's a significant gap, I think, back to uh a handful of teams there, two, three, four. You can throw Spring Valley, Huntington, and uh, Hurricane. I, I think all over or all under one blanket there in, in two, three, four. And then I think there's a bunch of teams that you could slot in five through nine. Um, I would throw Hedgesville in that mix right now. I would put Morgantown in that mix right now. Uh, I would put Bridgeport in that mix. And I haven't seen Wheeling Park, but I, I have been following them. I would throw them. I think there are a lot of teams who are very, very close, but I think they still are all chasing uh, Martinsburg and, and again, cliche bag of cliches here, guys, until somebody knocks off the champ. But I still think the gap is pretty significant from Martinsburg back to number two. Uh, I forgot Cabell Midland. Throw them in there as well. Midland, Huntington, Hurricane. Uh, Hurricane's really playing well these days. I, I think are all in that second tier and then a bunch of teams – five through nine that include Morgantown and Hedgesville. So it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out, but they're still all chasing Martinsburg. And if you asked an unofficial anonymous poll guys uh, of AAA coaches and said you can either be in the Martinsburg bracket or on the other side of the bracket in the playoffs, uh, every single one of them would be on the other side of the bracket. So that's where we are still. Yeah, I definitely think so as well. And thanks for the time, Dave, and good luck on the call tonight. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. All right, you as well. Dave Wilson, voice of the Morgantown Mohegans, coming into town this week as they play Hedgesville. Colin, what's your uh, take now that we've talked to Dave Wilson, the voice of the Mohegans? Uh, Not having to do with tonight's game between Morgantown and uh, Hedgesville, but he says Hurricanes playing some good football. Yeah, they are. I was just looking at Nick over there who's – been saying he doesn't think that well, just, they're as legit as i just don't know about their wins yet because winfield and capital capital hasn't been good in a long time and winfield is a double a school uh george washington you know that's a good win i don't know if it's a great win so i think tonight you know hurricane can prove a lot tonight against spring valley and, and we'll have a better read on actually how good they are. Yeah, I think that – I mean, that's what happens. You're week four of the high school season. By the time you get to week six, things start to shake out. Yeah. All right. Hedgesville is going to need to sing for the moment tonight. If they want to be legit contenders in the state, they'll have a big tough task, as we just talked to. Voice of the Mohegans, Dave Wilson, number three team, according to the SSAC, is Morgantown. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll uh, wrap things up. Talk NFL, Commanders, Steelers, Ravens. 
and the rest of the slate in the NFL this weekend. Recap last night's Thursday Night Football first game on Amazon Prime. That's next when we come back on today's edition of the Sports Mix back in two minutes. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Friday, September 16, 2022, a football Friday here as uh, we'll preview now the NFL recap last night's uh, Thursday night football game. First one on Prime. Uh, you know, Prime was giving out some free trials, so I talked crap yesterday about it being on Prime and not being able to watch it. Can watch four games for free now, thanks to that free 30-day trial from Prime. What week's Washington in? I don't know. I'm not. I think that'll be on local TV. Okay. Um, but Chargers fall to the Chiefs, 27-24. Uh, Justin Herbert suffers a rib injury in the game, but he comes back in, throws a touchdown, 33 of 48 for 334 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Mike Williams, eight catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the Chargers showed some fight in that game, and I think Justin Herbert's got that dog in him. To come Not back enough. And play. They lost. Yeah. yeah, but he still came back to play. Patty Mahomes, you know, always finds a way to win 24, 35, 235 yards, two touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. Herbert threw one. That was a pick six, a 99 yard, I think a 99 yard pick yep. six. Um, but, uh, you know, very spread out when it comes to his receivers. Five catches for Travis Kelsey, 51 yards, two for rookie Justin Watson. Uh, three for Nicole Hardman, four for Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of the backfield, two for Marquez Valdez-Scanlon, and Juju Smith-Schuster only three for 10 yards. Well, didn't know this stat heading into the game last night, but heard it on the radio uh, right before kickoff. Patrick Mahomes is now now he's 22-3 and three against the AFC West. So uh, should have picked them in, in the Chiefs last night to win that game, but – there were definitely some situations that could have turned the tide in favor of the Chargers. They had that potential interception uh, that was overturned after it hit the ground. That would have been a big play. Um, of course, you know, Justin Herbert throwing the interception there in the red zone uh, that was returned for a touchdown. So there were some big plays that helped Kansas City get that win. Um, and, of course, Herbert getting hurt might have impacted things slightly but i don't think too much uh in terms of the final score so chiefs get that win last night i was pretty impressed with the chargers at times but obviously they didn't finish the game so that's not a great thing and also i think there are some concerns about the chiefs offense uh without tyree kill they don't seem to have that the deep ball presence but they still found a way to win so and they still had thing. to come back at the beginning. Yeah, it, so. it felt like the Chargers had played the better game for the most part, yeah. except for that, that pick six. And then after that happened, it was you know, Kansas City in the lead and in control because they had a lead. They seemed to be kind of dominating but couldn't separate themselves from the Chiefs throughout the entire night. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, one thing I have to say is there's a bunch of broadcasters throwing for this Thursday Night Football on Amazon. One with Dude Perfect – didn't watch that. The regular ones seem pretty – I like Kirk Herbstreet on, on NFL games. Just his analysis is so good. Al Michaels' play-by-play, so good. 
but I did was able to watch the uh, what is it the name of the broadcast? Was it just a stat cast? Yeah, it was basically a stat cast, but it was really cool because it not only was a stat cast, but it's you know they're you know they're working with Amazon with the next gen stuff. Mm-hmm. You could see the routes painted like that's cool highlighted might have to watch that so it was really cool to watch and you see where a guy came all the way like his route was all the way across the field (laughs) and i just thought that was pretty cool but let's move on to this weekend slate commanders taking on the lions lions favored in this one by one their first time they're favored in a game in a long time it's only down to one yeah it was what two and a half at the start of the week so it's been trending towards washington and i think washington still gets it done I liked the look of the offense last week. We saw some guys step up uh, defensively as well, especially Forrest, and we'll see. Potential news here. Uh, Cam Curl yep, that's what I was is just about for Sunday's game, along with guard Wes Schweitzer. Uh, the probables for the game are, well, I guess only Curl and Schweitzer have status designation for week two. Uh, but full participants in practice, John Allen, Trey Turner, Cole Turner, Jamin Davis. Cole Holcomb was limited with a quad injury, Not, but he's apparently good for Sunday. So all the other guys are in, uh, but Cam Curl and Wes Schweitz are questionable uh, thumb and hamstring injuries, respectively, to the Lions side. Running back DeAndre Swift, Swift returned to practice today. Yeah, Let's I think it's, he's a, in. it's a toss-up game. Detroit had an opportunity uh, to make, or they made things interesting against the Eagles last week. Give me the Lions. Why not? Commanders. I already said Commanders. See how Carson Wentz plays this week. Uh, now to the Steelers. Uh, they play at 1 p.m. as well. They're hosting their home opener. Uh, that's 1 p.m. on CBS. The Commanders, 1 p.m. on Fox. Uh, Patriots come into Acrisure Stadium. Uh they're favored. The Patriots are by two in this one. Uh, interesting game because I believe the believe Steelers were not favored in last week's game either. They came back to win against yeah. the Bengals. I'm a Mac Jones guy, but I think the Steelers will be able to get it done again. And this time, I'm going to pick them to get the win, and I'll go with a field goal as well. And actually, listen to Phil McCoy's prediction this time instead of saying that he was wrong because he was <laughs> correct last week and that they'd win by a field goal. So, Dolphins Ravens. I Ravens. Like you you didn't well. let Nick. Oh yeah, no, sorry. If uh, T.J. Watt was playing, I think this wouldn't be very close because I think yeah. they'd be able to get some pressure on Mac Jones and make him uncomfortable. But without Watt in the lineup, I still like Pittsburgh to win. But I think it's a little bit closer than maybe it, it could have been. Yeah. I like the Steelers. I like the Steelers in this one as well. Uh, also 1 p.m. on Fox, or excuse me, CBS, which means it'll be in this this television area. Again, Rob can't watch the Steelers. Uh, Dolphins, Ravens. Ravens favored by 3.5 in this one. The over-under are set at 44.5. Uh, Nick, take it first since the Ravens are your team. Well, I think uh, J.K. Dobbins is going to play, so that would be a huge help if he is able to go uh in the backfield since i don't really like what they what i saw out of Kenyon drake last week um the dolphins have a few injuries to watch but nothing super significant there um i think baltimore gets the win it's a revenge game for them after what happened last year it is an improved miami team so i think it's gonna be a close game uh but i'm gonna go with the ravens I think they got better as the game went on against the Jets. I think they get a few guys back this week. Uh, good chance that they have Stanley 
back as well, and I think for certain we'll probably see Marcus Peters out there at corner, so that will help in the secondary along with, uh, I believe, Travis Jones is going to play their rookie D-tackle who had a really good preseason before he got hurt. So um, I think they're getting healthier. I think they got better as the game went on last week against the Jets, and I think they'll bounce back and get this win. Definitely. Uh, now we'll move on. Same division teams No, I play. got skipped. Okay, my fault. Keep skipping one person, man. Look at the time, my fault. I know, but I think the Ravens are going to get the win as well uh, if they can get the running attack a little yeah. bit more improved, let Lamar uh, trust his feet. And then they also got two big free agent signings today as well. I forgot. At home. Good, oh, good my point For the home opener. And Edgar and Allen. It, it's with a big bringing back with Poe on the Poe. IR. It's been oh 15 years since Edgar and Allen have been out. There. I know. So they're, they're, the grizzled veterans, they're veterans are making but return. They're ready to return. I think uh, they'll bring a spark to M&T Bank Stadium, which also gives them an edge. All right. Staying in the same divisions that these two teams are in, Jets at the Browns. Browns favored by six and a half. Who you got? Mm, I'm going with the Browns, but I think the Jets could cover that. All right. I'm going with the Jets and the upset. I think the Browns win. Uh, 1 p.m. game, the game of the week on Fox. Bucks and Saints. Bucks favored by two and a half. Saints looked pretty bad in the uh, majority of that game, but still came back to win against Atlanta. I like the Bucks though. I think Brady hopefully gets it going for my fantasy team. Bucks take the points. Panthers and Giants. Giants favored by two in this one. Giants. I got the Giants. Actually, again. no. I got give the me the Panthers. Panthers. By a no, field goal. I think Baker has a better game. <laughs> yeah, I think Panthers win. Colts, <laughs> Colts, Jags, Indianapolis favored by three and a half. Colts. All right. Colts. Rams, Falcons. Rams favored by ten. Rams. Rams are my survivor picks. So. Seahawks, 49ers. 49ers favored by eight and a half. Geno again. 49ers. Gets it done. Give me the Seahawks. Sunday night game: Packers and Bears. Packers favored by ten. Aaron Bears Rogers, with the upset. Rodgers owns the Bears. He does own the Bears. Give me fact. the Packers. I think the Packers win. Nah, the Bears with the upset. The Packers offense looked horrible last week. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Dave Wilson, voice of the Mohegans, for coming on. Big Two big games against Hedgesville this week and then at Musselman next week as well. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. Tonight, 6 p.m. pregame coverage for Martinsburg and Highland Springs on TV10, WRNR TV on YouTube, and on Talk Radio WRNR.